Welcome to the Stock Music Licensing Podcast, the number one resource for creating passive income selling stock music online. I'm your host, Daniel Carrizales, and I'm here to help you monetize your compositions. All right, welcome to episode 61 of the Stock Music Licensing Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast episode. Today, I want to share with you the early days of a stock music composer, stuff that I have never shared before, or stuff that probably you didn't knew about me, uh, or you don't know about me, to take you down memory lane when I first got started in music licensing, and specifically in selling my music on royalty-free libraries like Audio Jungle and Pond5. But before we get into the content of this episode, as always, this episode is brought to you by Stock Music Licensing Academy. If you would like to learn more about how to earn money selling stock music online, go to stockmusiclicensing.com, click Academy, and go and check out the Ultimate Stock Music Masterclass. Go and read all the testimonials of all the hundreds of students who have already gone through the course and seen success. Again, if you would like to learn how to monetize your compositions, go to stockmusiclicensing.com and click Academy. Now, let's dive right into the content of this episode. So one of the main things that I would like to share with you when I first got started uh, selling music in royalty-free libraries is that uh, when I got started, I already had experience in, in music making and music production. And my background is uh, as a guitarist and as well as a sound engineer. So I had plenty of experience when it came down to uh, knowing how music is being produced and mixed and composition as well. As a musician, I have a lot of experience in, in terms of playing in bands, uh, playing uh, my instrument uh, on my own. I've always been uh, really seeking for knowledge when it comes down to, to the guitar as an instrument. Uh, I'm, I'm a classical trained uh, guitarist. I have even long nails on my right hand, meaning that I can uh, play the guitar with my, my fingers and as well as with a pick. But I, I really, I'm, I'm really, you know, orthodox in many ways. Like, you know, I know how to read music, uh, really well educated when it comes down to music uh, as a musician and, and as well as a guitarist. Um, now, obviously, when I first got started in music licensing, I had all these skills under my belt, all of these experiences and all of this knowledge. And yet, I don't know exactly how to compose music for licensing. This is more common than what you think. In my path, in my journey as a music composer for royalty-free libraries, for stock music, I have come across so many talented composers, so many talented musicians and producers. And, you know, my academy has been the one that has attracted all of these uh amazing people. And uh, when I first did my course, uh, I, I wasn't aware that there were so many others out there like myself. And uh, because my course, and yeah, this is a little bit of a plug for, for my ultimate stock music masterclass. But what I want to get to the point is that I, I didn't realize how many uh, are out there that are going through the same thing that I went very talented people, very accomplished musicians, composers, producers, you know, even DJs, piano teachers. I mean, you name it. And, and But yet they don't know how to produce this music. They don't know how to package it. They don't know how to describe it. They don't know how to mix it or master it. Mixing and mastering is probably one of the most uh, misunderstood topics when it came down to music production. And it's one of the things that I coach a lot 
uh, my students, and and it's really hard to to really um, get get a get the hands on your own music and try to just mix it and master it and be happy with the outcome of it. So so that's one of the things that I really um, came face to face in the beginning, those early days, I came face to face with my own uh, limitations as a, as a musician, as a composer, as a producer, not limitations, but really like it was like a wake up call, like, okay, all of the knowledge that I have, it's helpful, but I have to leave my ego somewhere else and say, hey, I really need to learn how to uh, record and write um, commercial music, happy music, okay? And, and that was a real challenge for me, and especially corporate music. Corporate music, I have no idea what it was. I mean, the first time I did hear about corporate music was back in t- 2009, maybe, when I took a course back in England. Uh, before online courses were, were a thing, uh, I took an online course, um, which was really like they will send you a, a, through the mail, like a booklet with CDs and DVDs and all of this stuff, to, to record music and to score music really. And it's a course of music for media, uh, which is uh, back then it was from uh, ThinkSpace. ThinkSpace still exists. And, and Guy Michael Moore has a YouTube channel, very famous YouTube channel. And he he's still teaching, of course. And, and ThinkSpace is still a, a really well, um, how can I say this, uh, institution, if you if you think about it. When it comes down to, to online education, they have now moved and transitioned to online education as well. So I took that online course, or that course, I should say, back in uh, 2009, when I was living in England, uh, not cheap at all back then, and you know that's before online courses were a thing, and that's the very first time I heard about corporate music in, in that course. And uh, you know, back then I was studying about how to score to to picture. It was a really amazing course, but it was a slightly different. It wasn't really. It was more to compose uh, to to a brief to a, to a really to a project that will give you like some images, and you will have to compose like to a project. Which you know, to be honest, nowadays I don't like that type of uh, composition. I like to be a little bit more uh, free, and that's why I love stock music because I can just compose whatever and then just whack it on my uh, my catalog online, and then it's a leave or take kind of thing. So I love that uh, model, but that was the very first time I heard about corporate music, and um, and I, but even back then I didn't even know what it was. It was just one of the assignments. It was like okay, compose a corporate track, and, you know, and, and I didn't know what corporate was, and. Um, Little did I know, uh, that even if, I didn't even imagine or envision that I was going to be composing corporate music uh, a few years later when I discovered uh, royalty-free libraries like Audio Jungle and Pond5. So uh, that was a real challenge for me. I really had to study. I really had to, to hear a lot uh, what was out there and, and how to incorporate that in my own uh, writing process and composition. So uh, that's one of the things that probably you don't know about me. Maybe you, you see me online uh, on my YouTube channel. You have consumed this podcast and you think that from the moment that I uh, started doing music licensing, I just started composing and that was that because I have shared that, yes, I have a background in, as a musician and, and as a sound engineer. Um, and I work in recording studios, and I have a, an extensive background as a, as a, as a musician and in music in general. Uh, I work in retail as well in England when I was living there, surrounded by musicians and you know the odd celebrities that will pop in, and, and just you know just the music scene in general. So I, I'm 
really involved in music. Music has been a big part of my life. And, and I have always worked around music and earning a living with music. Uh, but this was different now because this I'm on my own. I'm not really uh, with somebody else. I'm not like working. I'm, I'm not being hired in a studio. I'm not being hired by somebody else. And this is like literally a freelance or just on my own. And I was really struggling to get uh, those music tracks to sound as as good as I, I could and, and to really... Um, build a body of work online so that one of, that's one of the, the very first things that probably you don't know that I, I really struggle in the beginning and you can go to audio jungle and listen to my very first tracks to have an idea where I was and, and you can listen to the latest tracks and you can see that there's an improvement there uh, so if you're somebody that already has a lot of experience when it comes down to music production, music uh, composition, or you are a musician yourself, because I have a lot of students who are musicians, and they, but they do struggle when it comes down to writing uh, the proper music. They do struggle to, to write commercial music. So, But if you're somebody like that, just know that it's normal. This is not something that uh, you're lacking of. This is something that I went through, and you can totally really... Uh, recap uh, like you can really learn how to do this type of music and it's much easier than what you think and that's the the trick here that's the catch 22 if you will the simplicity is what's the difficult part of it uh, that's that's the difficult part to actually is not how much can you put on your music and on your arrangement is how much can you not show how much can you hold back how much can you uh, really uh, self-control, okay, in terms of like how many more instruments, how many more melodies, and, and that's the difficult part, but it, it is possible for you to do that. So that's one of the first things that I, you can be a very experienced person when it comes down to, to the musicianship, production, even mixing and mastering, but if you've never done commercial music before, but if you've never done uh, stock music before, uh, composition and production, it could be a little bit hard, and that's totally normal. Another thing that you might not know in, in the early days when I first got started is that <laughs> I was flat broke. I was a stay-at-home dad and, uh, and I was really looking for ways to earn money online and I was trying to do stuff that it was not necessarily with music. I bought a, an affiliate course, meaning that I wanted to sell, I don't know, some vitamins or some <laughs> hand cream online and try to to really create some revenue online, and I was looking for affiliate uh, websites to build, and 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 this is just me diluting in my own uh, misery and my own <laughs> inabilities to to really find my path in life, which is just working with my own uh, skills, which is music. Uh, but the reason why I went down the path of uh, uh, affiliate marketing, which by the way, I never I never managed to do anything with that. I actually spent money on an affiliate course or somebody teaching me how to do that. And I said, like, I, there's no way I'm going to do this. It, that's a lot of work, man. And you have to set up a website and all of this. It's like I have no interest whatsoever in this. And and that's that, what that did is that it, it got me even deeper into my own depression and my frustration of how to earn money online. Because I know that the earning money online part was the right thing. It's just it never occurred to me that I can do it with music. That's my point. I have the gear, I have all the, the guitars, the, the softwares, everything is there, man. And here I am buying an affiliate course on how to do affiliate marketing on something that has no, I have no passion whatsoever and selling, try to sell, set up a, a, web, a website about selling vitamins or hand creams for women. <laughs> it, it was just ridiculous. 
And what I realized in that journey, which, um, by the way, this only took a few months of me, like, really, like, realizing, like, okay, this is a terrible mistake. We have just spent money on an online course again, uh, tried to find for ways to work online, and really, this is not what I want to do. Uh, then after that, I really went deeper into self-discovery of, like, listen, there's something I must be able to do online, with my music, I can't be the wasted potential. This is not happening to me, not to Daniel, okay? I'm already, you know, in my 30s, uh, father for the first time in a foreign country, flat broke with my wife. My, my marriage is on the line here because I'm not producing any money. Um, I'm not be able to, I can't provide for my family. This is the first time that this is happening to me. And, um, and I'm in a tough place and I was looking for other things to do on the side, like this type of weird stuff, like selling some creams and, and vitamins, which I, I, could, I could never do that, okay? And, and it, they, that came down to, to a belief pattern that there was no way for me to earn money with music, and, and that was wrong. I really, I really suffer uh, in order for me to, to really come to terms with what I really wanted to do. I, that took the long road, really. There's no need to go uh, to a different path in life. If, if you have a certain skill and abilities and you have a self-awareness of what you're good at, and if you already know music, you should look for ways to, to monetize your music and, and do something with it. Don't deviate from that because that's, that is a sin, actually. That is sinful because you're not helping the people that you could be helping. Because if you're going to be in an industry or a field that is not what you're supposed to be doing, you're actually doing a disservice to humanity. I've been in day jobs that are being, uh, really, that is not my thing. And I've been there for very, very short times, okay? Very, very small periods of time, transitions, if you say, uh, in, in my travels when I, I moved from Venezuela to, to the States and then from the States when I went to England. I did some odd jobs here and there, you know, just to get some quick cash because uh, I was not stable. And I was younger, in my 20s, uh, looking for my path in life. And I've done, you know, the same thing that any young person will do, working in fast food. I worked in McDonald's, Starbucks. I delivered newspapers earlier in the morning, like around 4 or 3 o'clock in the morning uh, in Houston. Like, you know, just uh, door-to-door kind of thing newspapers. I mean, this kind of jobs didn't last long. Uh, and, but I realized when I was doing this uh, type of jobs, these odd jobs, I know that I was not in the right place. I know that I was not serving uh, humanity in the best way that I could. It was just like to get some quick cash. And that's a terrible place to be. I want to be of service. I want to be in a place where I can actually, the abilities and the skills that I have to put them in good use. And that is through music. And I realized that by me uh, deviating from that path uh, when I came here to Greece, when I moved to Greece the, with my wife and my first daughter and, and tried to, to do some odd jobs in a, a coffee shop, we had a family business that that was, the, that was our, our safety net when we moved from the UK here to Greece. Like we're going to be working in a, in a family-run uh, coffee place, which what is called here in Greece a cafeneo. And if you're Greek and you know what a cafeneo is, then you know that for a foreigner, uh, that doesn't really speak the language to just walk in into that situation. It's just, <laughs> I was baptized by fire <laughs> with the Greek culture because a cafeneo was really hardcore for us. And we tried to change the whole uh, business model and try to kick the old people out there. 
the old customers, I should say. And uh, we, we lost a lot of money. The original plan went really bad really quickly when we moved from the UK here to Greece. And uh, again, I was not serving my purpose. I was not listening to my internal voice. I was not. Here I am in a foreign country trying to try to serve coffee to old people and try to run a business with my wife again, with you know family business uh, own. Uh, it was my in-laws' business originally for years, and uh, they wanted to retire and hand it down to to us, you know, me and my wife, and it was a perfect entry for me from uh, as a new uh, person here in Greece, coming from the UK. It was a perfect way of like, okay, you have employment. And, uh, you know, but hey, it, it's a coffee shop and, and I just had to adapt myself. So, uh, and keep in mind, we came in the midst of the Greek crisis in uh, 2010, 2010. And we arrived in the midst of the, the Greek crisis. Uh, the next year, 2011, wow, everything here in Greece was really bad. And by then we were just flat broke. Yeah, no, we, we, we had like 20 grand that we have saved in the UK. We came here and invested in this business and that went down the toilet immediately. <laughs> Crazy stuff, man. And, but that's part of my journey as a music composer. That's what uh, brought me to, uh, to being a stay-at-home dad and go through that self-discovery journey again of how can I earn money. And, I, I'm, and I'm grateful for that hardship back then because I realized that I have to really man up and really find ways to... To, to know that I can put my music to good use, and, and I'm thankful for that. So if you're somebody that is struggling with, uh, with the ways of uh, how can you focus on your music, how can you put your music into good use, and how can you earn money with your music, there is totally a, a way. And uh, if you're passionate about music creation and you want to get into music licensing, uh, selling music on royalty-free libraries is the easiest way, by far, hands down, the easiest way to start earning money and, and get your foot in the door into the music licensing uh, industry. Another thing that I realized uh, in the early days is how long it took me to finish my tracks, okay? I mean, it would take me forever. It's, it's, it, I'm ashamed to say that it will take me forever to just compose a music track. I was so insecure. I was so... Um, doubtful of my own abilities and that comes from the mindset you know and when I started experiencing rejection which I didn't knew that it was possible to get rejected seriously I'm, I'm not joking when I first joined Audio Jungle I got accepted my very first track got accepted and uh, I was just happy to be part in the marketplace I'm not even thinking about sales even though that was the end game <laughs> to make sales I was just static that I was just part of of, of the of the industry, if you will, it's like being a YouTuber, I guess. If you've ever done a YouTube or anything online, really, you yes, you want the views, yes, you want the recognitions and the likes and the thumbs up and all of this, even on Facebook, Instagram, or whatever. But the very first time you post, you just are happy just to just be on Instagram. At least that's what we feel the very first time, eh? And the same is when you release your first video on YouTube, like, oh my God, I got a YouTube video, I got my own channel. But you're not even thinking about views at that moment because you're so static just by the process of just creation and, and putting it out there. So the same thing happened to me. And uh, and then I started getting rejected. And that's when I really, <laughs> and my ego really got hurt. And uh, nowadays I just, you know, rejection doesn't touch me really. Like I share with one of my uh, my, my members in my, my community on, on my email list on an email about rejection. I eat rejection for breakfast. And that's so true, you know. Uh, I always get rejected. I got rejected last week, you know, but I don't get hurt anymore like I used to. 
but it, it will take me a long time to compose music and and you know to finish that music track it will just take me forever and the longer you, the longer you sit on that track the worse it becomes the longer you hold on to that track and mix it again and listen to it again the the worse it's going to be so i learned how to work faster uh, i can write a music track in four hours start to finish brand new piece of music track uh, but back in the day it will take me like weeks you know, weeks, literally. And then when I will uh, upload that music track, it will get rejected. So I, I couldn't understand what was going on. Uh, at my lowest point, I wanted to give up completely music. I wasn't selling any music. Uh, it took me a whole year to sell my very first music track on Audio Jungle. My very first music track, a whole year. And I always share that story. I wish I would have started uh, vlogging back then. <laughs> like, you know, day one of not selling, you know, day two. And then a whole year later, it's like, hey, I have my first sale. <laughs> you know, so when I hear uh, students and, and you know, pe people that I coach complaining about lack of sales and why things are not moving faster, you know, I always tell my story like, hey, don't forget that it took me a whole year. And here I am. All right. Successful. Yes. Happy. Yes. I know what to do. Yes. I learned, you know, and I'm just somebody that wants to teach and, and help others do the same thing, but don't you, you are tougher than what you think. I'm just trying to help you uh, find your way and really get to the point, you know, so you don't suffer the way I did, you know. But, yeah, it took me a whole year. And, and I, with it, it was rejection, self-doubt, indecision, downward spiral of, of, of really of, of, of an artist looking for ways to, like, am I good enough? Is my music good enough, you know? I should quit, you know? Uh, the wasted potential. That's, that was my biggest fear. It, and it is still to this day. I don't want to be the wasted potential on anything. I want to be somebody that I can give. Not only music, but that can give something. I want to be of service. Not only with my music, but with my podcast, with my videos. You know, I want to be of service. And, and that's very important to me. So I don't want to be the wasted potential. So those things are really important in my early days, in my journey, and it's what shaped my character and shaped the way I record music and how I became more self-aware of what I'm good at and how I took ownership of, of my music and my path. And what I realized is that I, I'm, I'm no special. I know that there's a lot of, uh, of you out there that are, it might be going through the same thing or a similar journey. And you're asking yourself, uh, but I know what I'm doing. Why am I getting rejected here? I know what I'm doing. I have music online. Why am I not getting any sales? I know that you're out there. I've been there. I have <laughs> gone through the same thing. But now what has changed is my mindset. What has changed is the strategy. And uh, I have built a skin for a certain uh, industry that is uh, based on a lot of rejection. But there's a lot of opportunities, man. And, and, and rejection, really what it is, what it means is that, that no, today... <laughs> but not tomorrow necessarily. So if you learn how to live with that and you learn how to do the right music track, then you can be successful. And if you're happy in the process, that's that's what you're going for, okay? Because in the early days, I was really uh, struggling. I wasn't thinking so much about the money, but I was thinking about uh, my place in, in the industry and my place in, in my life. In general, like, okay, I'm a musician. I'm, I have my studio. I have a massive desk in the middle of the living room. I need to justify this, you know, because people are starting to ask questions. Where can I listen to Daniel's music? What is Daniel doing? The truth is that I wasn't doing anything, really. And if you have nothing to show for, like not even a body of work online, 
you know, and I was saying like, just give me a little, a little bit more. I'm, I'm bringing in some sales. I'm bringing in some money. I'm, I'm doing it, you know. But then, it, the, the evidence has to be there to show that not only to your loved ones, but to, you know, to yourself most importantly. So uh, I just wanted to share these things that are really uh, personal, I guess. In they're really, uh, I had humble beginnings. I really had to put my ego on the side and say, I know a lot about music, but I don't know a lot about this right now, and, and I really need to learn. And uh, it seems like it's a mountain in front of me, but I just need to earn some money as well, and I don't know how that's going to happen. And nowadays, this has become my day job full time, and I'm so blessed. No, I have put a lot of uh, hours of work. Uh, this is what I do. And, you know, I've been documenting my, my journey as well online on my YouTube channel. And, and the music licensing has become a bigger uh, part of my life that I, I have ever, ever thought. Because uh, it grew into uh, an educational uh, business as well with my courses and teaching, which I never, ever ever considering. I mean, it wasn't even in my plans. This just happened. That's why I always tell musicians, you just need to get started. Make the mistakes. Get rejected. You know, I hope you suffer in the beginning because that's going to like toughen you up. But it will take you somewhere. If you are strong enough and if you are really willing to hang in there, you will make something out of this uh, opportunity because it is an opportunity. There are so many opportunities out there when it comes down to selling your music on royalty-free libraries, you know, because it's the easiest way to get started in music licensing. You can always grow as a composer and, and approach bigger libraries, production uh, libraries, and and more specific for, for sync licensing and TV placements and all of this. Uh, reach out to music supervisors if you wish. There's some different ways to get started, but by far the easiest way is always with royalty-free libraries. And I always tell my students, if you cannot deal with rejection at this level and you cannot make sales, then forget about <laughs> going up the ladder of music licensing because this is, this is it. This is the best way for, to put yourself on trial, to put yourself to the test. And, and there you can grow. And the most important thing that you can actually start getting money immediately, start earning money so you can start... Uh, get that feeling because it's really good feeling to earn money with your music there's nothing like it okay well there is actually there's actually something better than that is when my students make sales and when my students get uh, success that's beyond because it's not I don't get excited anymore about me making my sales but my students and I really I really share that a lot with with you guys and especially on my YouTube channel as well when I get those emails and those testimonials, because that, that is real uh, validation right there that not only I can do it, but you can do it too. And there's something powerful in there because I've been there and I, and I know that you, you want to do the same thing and there is something powerful of, hey, somebody bought my music track. And that thing can happen again and again and again. If you can do it one time, you can do it multiple times. So anyways, this is a very quick episode that I wanted to share with you today about my early <laughs> beginnings. There's more, actually. There's more to the story. So I might have to do another episode about this in the early days of, of a stock music composer. Again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for taking the time. Give us a review on iTunes with this podcast. Share this podcast with somebody that might 
a benefit from this message go and listen to all the other episodes i have uh, done for this podcast i'm really uh, in love with uh, this uh, format this audio format of me creating content for you guys is I, I feel really like okay my my own private radio show um and, and it's a pleasure for me to be here uh, recording this podcast and for you to listen to this i really appreciate all the feedback uh, leave us a review subscribe to the podcast share it if you're listening to this in your own platform take a screenshot of this podcast while you're listening to it and share it on your stories and tag me at daniel carrizales on instagram find me on instagram follow me there and you know show me some love and and help others listen to this podcast others are out there that want to get into music licensing again thank you so much for all the love and support i'll see you in another episode rock and roll and here's to your success